Hey, Glenn. Christian Luke. How's hey, Bill. Going? Hey, Coach. Good, Bill. How are you? Um, doing all right. Yeah, short night, but, you know, we're rolling on to Baltimore. Well, they're always short nights if they're good. If they're short nights and they're really bad, I guess, then you're miserable the next day. And I've seen you after Jets' yeah. losses in the past, and you haven't really been – uh, pleasing to deal with. So it's good to have you here on Monday, on Patriots Monday, after a Jets win. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so let's start with the uh, offense and uh, and Cam Newton. And a lot of people have been talking about Cam the last few weeks, ball security. He's been talking about it, talking about how difficult it is for him and how upset he was and handling it quite well. And then last night for him to go out there, have a clean game, and have him do some good things, especially through the air. Uh, let's start with your offense. What about your offense last night? Uh, well, we you know played played the game in a lot of uh, regular personnel. Um, you know, ran the ball forty-one times, and you know camped through it very efficiently. Uh, you know, we only had a few incomplete passes, and you know, a couple of those were were throwaways. So, um, good decisions, good. Good timing for the most part, and um, you know our level of execution is improving. So um, that's that's a good thing. You know, I just on the telecast they were talking about how Josh McDaniels was uh, when he was meeting with the guys on the pre-production Zoom call or whatever it is that, that you how you guys do it now. He said that I'm paraphrasing. He had something new planned for Cam. I'm just like, what was it? Because I, I thought it was going to like line up at tight end. Maybe he was going to be, uh, you know, a wide receiver. Was there anything new and different that you guys practiced on and worked on for the game? Yeah, well, you know, every every week's a new week. Every week has its own game plan elements, and you know, the Jets defense is um, a very aggressive one. They blitz a lot, uh, play a lot of blitz zones, and so um, yeah, there were definitely new things this week that uh, we didn't see last week from uh, Buffalo or the week before from, you know, San Francisco or Denver before that. So, uh, yeah, there's always an element of some, it's called some newness, some, something's a little bit different. And, but again, I thought that we had a good, you know, good week of preparation and offensively we, as I said, you know, threw the ball and ran it about equally and, you know, had a chance to, you know, to come back and, and win the game at the end. And, you know, we were able to take advantage of it and, and do it this time. So that was a great feeling. Yeah, just looking at the, the last eight plays of the game, Coach, I thought was really impressive just not only how you guys handled it, but how the players executed it after, you know, tying the game up, uh, stopping them on defense, getting the ball back at, on the 22 with 47 seconds left, and then just – the sequence that followed with those eight plays, even you know, uh, you know, spiking the ball with eight seconds, and then keeping that that um, that one timeout, so you have an opportunity to bring the field. Is that about as 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 good as of execution uh, for this team that we've seen all year, as far as you know, complementary football and situational football? Uh, well, yeah, we've you know we've done it in spurts. Um, and we, we did it in the spurt last night. You know, the, as you said, the fourth quarter, the end of the game was was our best football, which is always always good uh, when you play your best football at the end of the game. But 
you know, we just got to work for, you know, a little bit more consistency. But, yeah, the, the third down stop was obviously uh, the sack, and then the third down stop was crucial. And then, um, you know, man hit a, hit a great punt. We didn't – I thought we might have a chance to, you know, return and get some field position there. But he put the ball, I don't know, 50 yards right on the sideline out of bounds. So it was a, it was a, it was a great punt. Coach, then, you uh, and then we, you know, we're able to, you know, get a couple, get a first down there on the screen pass and, um, you know, get to the point where we uh, had a chance for uh, completion in the field goal range. And uh, Cam did a, did a real nice job of looking the coverage off and then, you know, come back to Jacoby on the end cut. And uh, obviously a huge kick by Nick, you know, 51 yards, game-winning kick. That's not an easy kick that he, he put it right down the middle. So, um yeah, it was a great, great sequence for us. Coach, you had a lot of injuries at wide receiver, and, and you look at this guy, Jacoby Myers, easy guy to root for, right? Undrafted. People say, ah, he's slow, but he just seems to get the job done. This was a guy that, you know, early in the year, um, guys were healthy, but lately he sort of seems to be turned into, like, this relationship with Cam, the most trustworthy wide receiver. How Does that speak a lot to this guy, the work ethic, the patience, getting an opportunity and getting the job done? Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, Jacoby, uh, you know, works hard, and he's, uh, come a long way from you know where he was last year in terms of uh, experience and um, you know, savvy situational football. Um, you know, just making those good decisions that that good receivers make when they you know get a little more more experience, get a little more playing time, and you know he's been able to take advantage of that. He made a great great move on the on the flag route uh, on the opening drive and. You know, made some big third down catches for us throughout the course of the game. Um, Cam did a good job of, you know, spreading the ball around, hit the mirror uh, several times and, you know, used, used the backs um, on some, you know, check downs and screens. So uh, it was – but, yeah, Jacoby's done a, done a good job. Jacoby made some good blocks for us, too. He did a nice mm-hmm. job of, you know, blocking the force, you know, a couple of the crack blocks, but, you know, just coming in and – you know, digging out those safeties on some of the inside runs. Um, you know, those those are those are big for us too. So, what made Jacoby such a big target in that in that game last night? Was it what they were doing, or did you go into it with a specific game plan, figuring with his skill set, we can open him up, we can get him some separation? Yeah. Well, again, we never really know where the ball is going, Glenn. Unless it's a screen pass or something like that. It's you know, we have multiple players in the route, and depending on what the coverage is and, you know, how the route develops, then and the quarterback hopefully will go to the best matchup and the best option. So, um, you know, sometimes that favors one player more than another, but, again, the idea of designing a pass play, you know, send, send four or five guys out on a pattern, and when you're only intending to throw it to one guy, it's just not really – that's not what we do, so – you know, Coach, uh, I would say that the, the secondary has been pretty reliable for most of the year. Um, but last night had some struggles, some issues with the deep ball specifically. Uh, I'm just, you know, I heard you talking about it last night. You know, you got to you know, stop that the ball being thrown over their head. So with that in mind, like, what are some of the challenges that you, that you were facing last night um, to, to lead to those plays happening? And, you know, what's the, what's the best way to stop them moving forward? Um, 
better coaching, better playing, more consistency. There's no real shortcut to it. There's no magic wand. Got to go out there and got to coach. We got to play better. Coach uh, Bentley's out of this game. I think a lot of people felt like you know we're going to see a lot more Jennings and Uche, and it wasn't the case. Um, so it was more Therese Hall. He gets to start at linebacker. Was that just a reflection of him being in the system longer, or is that something you see at, at practice? Just he's moved ahead of those two guys. Uh, well, I think we tried to uh, you know utilize all those all those guys, and you know have them in. So it wouldn't overload anybody just had them in, in different roles. So, you know, Jennings and, and um Therese played uh you know more on early downs and, and Josh played more on third down and you know passed some passing situations in two minutes. So um, that's just the way it worked out. The game had gone differently then the, the play time might have been different too. I want to ask you about Gunner and the uh, and the kickoffs. The numbers have been pretty good, but it seems like they have been v- violent impacts when he gets hit. Now, maybe it's just the way he does it, where he flips over and it looks a little bit more violent than it really is. Uh, are you at all concerned about that? Well, we've missed a lot of good opportunities on kickoff returns. Um, um uh, it's kind of frustrating, you know, like really in all eight games. So we've just been one thing or another. We just haven't gotten the production that I would say has been there. The opportunities have been there. And so we've got to do a better job of, of executing those plays, coaching them, blocking them, catching them, returning them. I mean, it's, you know, we've all had – you know, we've all had breakdowns somewhere along the line, and it just seems like we can't quite, you know, haven't been able to really find the right, just hit it right. You know, it's a lot of good things, and then there's one or two problems on the play, and then that's enough to kill the play. So it's really been across the board. It's not any one thing. It's been multiple things, and but there's, you know, like I said, a lot of good things on on some of those plays, sometimes eight, nine. You know, good blocks, good decisions, good runs, and then there could be one or two bad things um, in those same categories, and then, you know, you end up with nothing. So we're just not just not consistent enough there. Um, they have gunner runs hard, which is what a kickoff return needs to do, but, you know, there's times where, like I said, we all could, we all could make – either better decisions or execute things a little bit better, and that would, that would help all, help everything. So, Coach, uh, so no time to kind of appreciate this win because you got a, a, a whole nother kind of animal coming in uh, Sunday night with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know if there's another player in the league, maybe Patrick Mahomes, maybe somebody else, but that I would have, I guess, more sleepless nights over based on how explosive this guy can be. I mean, I'm just thinking defensively. Um, got to have a lot of fast guys on the field. But would it be more important to have guys that are not only fast, but more importantly, maybe guys that can play in space? Does that make sense? Well, they, they do a good job of, of getting into space, but they also you know, have, a power, have a power downhill running game. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of double team blocks, a lot of, um, a lot of power 
power type running that uh, if you're you're too small in there and you, you know, don't hold up against those plays, that that's that's a problem too. So they they have good speed. Um, they also have good size and good power. So you have to you have to be ready to defend all of it. Um, Jackson's a problem. Running game's a problem, and explosive receivers and you know Andrews is you know, excellent receiving tight end, third down red area, excellent target. It's got great hands. So there's and there's a lot to worry about there. You just not can't go into the game and say, well, we're just going to shut down this one guy. It's not that not that easy. Coach, I don't know if you're aware of the sad news in Boston. We talked about it earlier. Tommy Heinsohn. Celtics legend passed away at 86, and I know you've been in town a long time, as has Tony, Tommy, rather, voice of the Boston Celtics. I'm just curious, um, did you ever get to know him, any interaction at all over the years? Yeah, I have got, I did get to know uh, Tommy, you know, really, um, you know, through Linda, when Linda was uh, working with Style Boston, she interviewed him, and and so then after that, um Kind of got to spend some time with him, and you know, saw him at, at several Celtics games. You know, those are always um, great, great to attend, and and um, you know, to see Tommy either before the game or at halftime or whatever, and obviously listen to him broadcast a lot of games. So, um, you know, what a tremendous career he has as a player and coach, and and even as a broadcaster, you know, brings so many great, great Celtics moments to uh, the fans and. Um, you know, really the, the community. I think he just you know, had such a great connection to the entire uh, Boston community, fan base, and you know, obviously Celtics fans, but, you know, other sports fans in Boston that, you know, connected to him as well as the Celtics. So, yeah, he was an awesome guy. And um, like I said, Linda's interview, you know, she told me after she interviewed him, like, what a, you know, amazing you know, guy was and how much he enjoyed talking to him and so forth. And, and, uh, so it's really, you know, it was a, a pleasure really an honor and a pleasure to, to get to know him. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. Neat guy. All right, coach. Um, it's time for the Mercedes question of the week. Uh, so make uh, this being, season- a, being a Boston coaches. Um, great to have Alex back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A little introductory was, uh, pressure. Good. Yeah, we're all, we're all excited. Uh, he's actually going to be on on Thursday. So if you want to, I know you love talk show, sports, a talk show fodder. So he'll be on uh, Thursday with us. So make sure you tune in. <laughs> yeah, well, please give, give him my best. Please we, give him my best. We will. All right, coach. I heard um, uh, the other day I saw Mike Reese tweet something out about um, how you don't drink coffee. Um, why don't you drink coffee? That's a two parter. Why don't first? Why don't you drink coffee? Because I don't like coffee. So it's so okay. So I don't like coffee either. But all those late nights I know, watching but, film, I know. But I think about all the you know from when you're younger till even now. Because I didn't start drinking coffee till I got in the league. Because you know those late meetings during camp. So uh, I don't blame it on me, Christian. That's I, what? What? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Before Your I played fault. with you, no, no. Just meetings in general. So I guess my question is. When, when all these coaches and players have these long nights, especially the coaches, you guys put in more hours than anybody, like, what do you do to stay up? Like, is there something that you do you, I don't know, do you twiddle your thumbs? Music. Do you listen to music? Uh, do you drink orange juice? Well, yeah, I drink orange juice, but, I mean, that's, you know, do you? more of a morning drink. But, yeah, I mean, look, 
it's, uh, I mean, I understand I'm probably missing it, but I just, I don't like coffee. I, I can't stand the smell of coffee. I don't like coffee ice cream, and I like every every sweet that has ever been made. But, I, you know, but that's not one of them. I don't like coffee-flavored anything. I just, I don't know. I just don't have a taste for it. I've tried, but it just doesn't work for me. I mean, my grandmother put a glass of milk and poured, like, probably a thimble of coffee in it, and I just I couldn't even drink that. So it's just one of those things that I just didn't, didn't develop a taste for, you know? So so no like, issues staying up at night. taste for scotch either. I tried that, Ooh. but it just, you know, I just couldn't develop a taste for it. So nothing against coffee, nothing against Dunkin' Donuts, nothing against <laughs> anything. It's just... It's just not for me. Well, good no. thing you've good thing you've got that subway endorsement because you got no shot at Starbucks or Dun- Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if that's right. You know, other than the, yeah, I like the, the bagels or the donuts or the muffins or yeah, I mean that's but coffee, no, not a chance. So when all the coaches are drinking coffee and you can't stand the smell, how does that? How do you deal with it? Because I'm sure all of them are drinking it, right? Yeah, no, we have, yeah, sure, we have plenty of people that drink coffee, yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed you can stay up without, without I mean, drinking I'm not, coffee. I'm amazed. Five-hour energy? Monster drink? <laughs> tea? Tea? Green tea? Yeah, I can drink tea. I mean, I yeah, I like tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coffee, coffee with the coach. I got, a lot, I got a lot of other vices to make up for it, though. So I, that's one of the few that I don't have. But I think I probably got everything else. Well, we'll save the vices for next week. We'll do. We'll run do down a vices all the vices segment. on next week's uh, show. Uh, congratulations with the win last night, and you will be shocked to hear that on the telecast last night, as they have done for every Patriots Jets game over the last nineteen years. They did play a little snippet of your press conference when you were leaving as the HC of the NYJ. I'm sure you're not surprised at that at all. Well, one one of the not only most defining, but you know, one of the one of the great moments of my career, and that combined with uh, you know Robert giving me the opportunity to come here. I mean, that's you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more. So. It's just that wasn't a good situation for me, and I didn't want to be part of it, so I wasn't. But um, the other half of that was, uh, you know, was Robert giving me the opportunity to come here and trading, and he gave up, you know, quite a bit to to get me to come here. That was a big trade, um, and so I'm I'm very thankful uh, that it worked out. So I appreciate all the support from. Robert, the Kraft family, the Patriots organization, and all the New England fans, and I'll keep keep trying to do my best for this team and this organization, giving the very best that I can. But I'm very thankful for the opportunity to, to come here, and um, and, I, and I just wasn't wasn't going to stay there in that situation. So it's great. Uh, it so it worked out. Yeah, it worked out great. Why don't you just tell <laughs> us how long will it continue? You can go. You can tell us now. Why not? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, how long will it continue? I don't know. You tell us. Your time here. Oh, yeah. Look, we're getting ready for the Ravens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now you're back to normal Bill Belichick mode. All right, we'll talk to you Monday right after that Ravens game, all right? Have a good one. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Glenn. Lou, Christian, appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. See you later, Bill. Bill Belichick right there on the uh, Harbor One hotline.